Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We continue our sermon series today called All the Feels where we explore the deep emotions that are common to every one of us. We desire to allow the Holy Spirit to shape our emotions so that they don't drive and control our lives but instead help us live in a God-honoring way. Today we speak about sadness and grief that each of us have faced and would face in our lives. We dwell on facing it and then releasing it to our ever compassionate God. Hello everyone. It is uh, as always so good to be back and uh, coming in and sharing what God has for us. Um So we've started on a new series uh, called All the Fields that uh, Tina kicked off last week. So we are going through some uh, significant emotions that we all experience as uh, humans and looking at those emotions from uh, a biblical Christian perspective. So and we heard Tina talk about anger last week and what it is and how to process it uh, the right way. So today Oh, we are going to talk about uh, sadness and grief. A uh, little of both mixed together, so sadness and grief. So, but before I start, I'm going to say a quick word of prayer, and we will get into it. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together. Thank you, as always, that uh, we can talk about you and we can share about you in freedom, and that uh, you have given us a safety and protection to meet you in your name, Lord. And uh, we ask that. Uh, As I speak, it will be words from you, Lord, that uh, it will not me be, but words from you as that your spirit would speak clearly to me and lead me in my words, Lord, that you would take away any anxiety and any uh, things that come up to distract, Lord, that I would be your focus on what you have for us and the words uh, that you have for us, Lord, and that the message you have will... Uh, be for everyone that's listening Lord, that it would be something that they can relate to that it would be something that points them towards you and not something that distracts them from you Lord. so father we thank you again uh, for the message that you have i ask that you would prepare my mind and my heart to speak what you have uh, ordained for me to speak and we love you and we thank you we ask in the name of your son jesus amen so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sadness and grief today uh but before we get into those two specific emotions um many of the ideas you hear about emotions that I'm about to share I've gotten it from a book actually it's called uh, untangling emotions so it's a book from a christian perspective it's been it's written by two christian counselors so many of the ideas you I I will share about emotions in general are mostly taken from that book but so emotions for us christians seem like they're a difficult uh, space to be in because many of us uh may come from a culture where it's not uh, right or good to express emotion or dwell in your emotion um maybe we come from christian backgrounds where emotions don't really have a proper place so it is emotions are a difficult topic for us so based on what our walk has been or what culture or even what church you belong to so and so we want to come to a place where like we can engage with our emotions productively rather than ignoring them or sweeping them under the rug 
or letting them be our soul identity, meaning one extreme where we don't engage with it and one extreme where it is who we are. So we want to come to a place of balance and find how do we engage with our emotions in a productive way, in a godly way, in a, in, in a scriptural way. So, so this, yeah, this idea that Christians have this difficulty with emotions, right? So as I was reading the book, they were talking about how, um, the authors of the book are, authors of the book are a couple counselors and they talked about how, uh, from their experience, it seems that Christians have a more difficult time processing their emotions than non-Christians do. And so, we as Christians sometimes kind of categorize our emotions into negative emotions and positive emotions. So some of the negative emotions could be sadness or grief, uh, and a positive emotion could be joy or happiness. So it's uh, so when we put them in that negative bucket, then when we feel them, uh, we kind of associate uh, some kind of spirituality to them for instance if you were to feel anxiety then it might be you might be telling yourself that you feel anxiety because it is proof that you don't trust in god so all of a sudden you've kind of attached anxiety to not trusting in god and then so anxiety has become this negative emotion that you shouldn't feel or even if you talked about or you put grief into this negative emotion bucket then grief might come across to you or you might tell yourself that grief is a failure to rest in God's good purposes. So that might again keep you from engaging in grief because all of a sudden you think it's wrong because you don't trust God again when you feel that grief. Or even anger. Um, anger, you, you assign some kind of spiritual value to it and you might say that anger is just a selfishness and nobody really wants to be selfish. So again, so we have these things that require as negative emotions. We've kind of tied these negative spiritual things to it. Like if you have this emotion, it means you don't trust God. If you have this emotion, it means you're selfish. So it's kind of, <clears throat> so when these emotions come up, maybe there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes up with it. And so we kind of just wash our hands and don't want to engage with it and kind of want to get past this as much as, as fast as we can. So that's kind of like how we as Christians might treat uh, or engage with things that we call as negative emotions uh, and many times if push comes to shove and you really feel like you have to express it or you want to engage with this negative emotion as a christian you kind of like put on all this armor so you don't get hurt or a hazmat suit to protect you and then you kind of try to poke it with a stick from far away so that kind of might be your experience when it comes to negative emotion but that's not the case only with negative emotions sometimes positive emotions get kind of twisted in our minds too whereas like if you're really happy then you might say that you love the gift that's been given to you and, uh, and more than the giver who is god so that's more guilt that even comes from happiness there or if uh, you are you or if you have this sense of accomplishment at work because say you're part of this new you were part of a project team and the project was implemented successfully and you have the sense of accomplishment and happiness from that, then you could say, oh, I'm being too prideful. And there's, again, maybe a shame or guilt that's attached to even that sense of accomplishment. Uh, so it's there are lots of ways in Christianity, I guess, when emotions come up that we have attached these things, get wind 
to these emotions, uh, primarily where when they come up, uh, we have attached feelings that make us or that make us feel like we're not being good Christians. And along with that come up, come maybe guilt or shame that just prevent us from engaging with these emotions uh, uh, in a very healthy way, whether they are one of these emotions that you have labeled as a negative emotion or one of these emotions that you have labeled as a positive emotion. Um, it seems that Christians have just found a way to um, attach things to those where anytime we have these emotions, it's, uh, it relates to us not being spiritual enough in some way and therefore we don't want to engage with it or we don't want to admit that we have these emotions so now but i think when we have emotions it is uh, right to engage with them in a very healthy way i think that's the perspective that scripture offers but so why what what is one reason why we would need to engage with our emotions why not just rush through them, forget they ever happened, don't really want to feel them and just get on with life. So one main thing that even I had never thought about emotions this way, emotions are a way that we bear God's image. So we are all made in the image, image of God, right? And from scripture, we have this idea, this true picture that God expresses emotions. Um, so so, so he has created us to be beings that also express emotion. Uh, so when we express emotion, we are also uh, bearing his image or in, or by expressing our emotions, we are truly bearing God's image because that is one way he has created us to be. So, um, yes, the way a human would express emotion might be different from how God what we experience might be different from how God experiences it. But the fact is that he is, for he expresses emotion. And so he created us to express emotion too. So that is a reason why it is okay to express emotion and engage with our emotions. Um, another one is when Jesus was on earth, we have several examples of him being engaged with his emotion, expressing his emotions. And he was the example of how a human can perfectly express and engage with emotions rightly, right? Because he was without sin. So anytime he expressed an emotion, it was without sin. It was pure. It was for the right reasons, for the right moment. So we know that Jesus expressed emotions. So even that simple fact should show us that it is okay to experience and express emotions, right? And another reason why it is good to engage with our emotions and experience our emotions is that emotions really flow out of what we love and what uh, we hold important. So they can really inform you as to what is important in your life. And if it is informing you of something that it shouldn't be that as important, then we can make corrections, right? But emotions really flow out of what we love. So now, so these are some of the reasons why it is okay to experience and express our emotions. Prime, one of the primary reasons that we were created to be uh, beings that expressed emotion, that felt emotion, that uh, engaged with it. So many of us are probably very uncomfortable with expressing emotions that we have labeled as negative, emotions that kind of fall into the sad, mad, or bad kind of category. So, and then because we see it as a reflection on our faith, 
And so it prevents us from engaging with these negative emotions. But uh, the Bible offers a very different perspective on uh, these emotions that so that we may label negative. So what we're talking about today is sadness and grief. So if you would label sadness and grief as a negative emotion, but the Bible has a very different perspective, right? So you see righteous people in the Bible a lot of times engaging in, in these quote-unquote negative emotions like sadness or grief. For instance, they would righteous people would, in times of sadness or grief, just tear off their clothes, put on sackcloth, and sit on ashes, right? So um, a very vivid picture of them uh, expressing and engaging with that uh, emotion of sadness or grief or loss. One of the reasons we engage with negative emotions is that um, we have them because they kind of show us that this world is not as it should be. Um, for instance, if um, like God made us to respond to things as they are. So when we see injustice, the appropriate expression is anger, right? Because injustice, that's not how it should be. So when we see violence, we get distressed. Um, when we see poverty, it'll, maybe it moves us to sadness. So it these negative emotions kind of show us that the world, the way it is right now, is not as it should be. So when you see the world, these are the emotions that is right for it to come up. And also to be a Christian, to love God, and to love, to be a part of our faith and to care about his kingdom, um, even keeping all that in mind. When those things are important to us, when we see the world as it is, um, what we term negative emotions like sadness and grief and sorrow and maybe even anger, these might be some of the feelings that come up because we as Christians know what it was intended for and we see what it is right now, and they can't help but bring up these emotions in us, right? So there is a, there seems to be a proper purpose and a proper place for these emotions in the life of a Christian, right? So let's have a look at um, how these emotions, so now we're going to go into sadness and grief. So we're going to have a look at how it, some of these emotions were expressed in scripture by from examples in scripture. So we're going to start with Jesus because he is the one that has expressed emotion perfectly. He was sinless. So one of the most um, important, famous, whatever word you use, example of Jesus expressing emotion was at the death of Lazarus. Uh, Jesus wept, right? So uh, he's coming, he's, I mean, he knows that his friend has died, so he comes and he weeps. So, and it is kind of easy just to glance over this, and but it is very important that we take a moment and kind of uh, rest here, because Jesus is not just crying, and but he is weeping, right? He is mourning. And I sometimes we kind of skate past this saying Jesus is mourning death as the, an I, the idea of death or the symbol of death. But I think it's a little bit more than that because he is weeping here at the loss of his friend, right? He's weeping here 
along with the sisters that are weeping for their brother too. So he is weeping. Uh, he's grieving the loss of his friend. He is um, grieving alongside other people who are mourning too, uh, as a companion who's grieving alongside with them as he's grieving for the sisters. And he is on his way back to Jerusalem now, expecting his own death. So maybe there are even thoughts about his own death that are in him that are causing this grief and sadness to come up, right? And it's interesting that he does this because he is just minutes away from turning everything upside down and in a sense fixing everything because he's about to raise Rasus from the dead. He knows what's about to happen. Um, so if he knows that he's going to set everything right and whatever sadness they're experiencing is going to vanish in a matter of minutes, why does he take the time to express his emotion at this? Why does he take the time to sit alongside these two sisters and share in their grief? Uh, because it's, it is a part of being uh, a Christ follower, part of being human. It's like we engage with our emotions in a healthy way. And here Jesus is showing us that it's okay to engage with these emotions that we so-called negative sadness or grief because there is a right place for them. So Jesus is setting an example that it is okay for us to engage in these emotions. It's okay for us to engage in grief and experience grief and uh, and share in other people's grief. It's okay to be sad and experience that and share in other people's sadness. So, so, and then other examples from scripture. So from Jesus, we find David in the midst of a lot of emotions, right? So Dave, when you read the Psalms, you, you get <clears throat> a lot of emotional um, verbiage and uh, words as you read the Psalms because David really pours out what he's feeling, the emotions he's experiencing in some of the Psalms that he's written. I'm reading from Samuel 30, verse 3 and 4. Okay, So when David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their, son, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. So we see David, a man after God's own heart, sees something devastating happen and his response is grief. He is weeping until they had no more strength left to weep. So this doesn't mean that David did not have faith that God would turn things around and provide them victory and that they would recover what was stolen. But he was able to express what he was feeling in that moment. Uh, we Another example from Elijah. This is from 1 Kings 19, 4 to 5. So he came to a broom bush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. So here's Elijah, right? I, if I'm not mistaken, this is after he's defeated the prophets at Baal. This, he's, been, he's involved in taking part in this huge, miraculous thing where the prophets are defeated. So in my mind, he should be on a high, but he's being still pursued and chased by Jezebel. So he comes to this point where he's telling God, God, I've had enough. Just finish it. Let me die. Finish it off. Let it end here. End my life now. So again, he's expressing this sadness, this grief, maybe frustration that he's feeling from what his life is like right now being um, chased by Jezebel. So again, he's expressing what he is going through. And this is 
so I'm about to share something from Matthew 14, 13. I've never um, looked at this scripture this particular way, but it says, this is Matthew 14, 13. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. So what Jesus had heard was that he had just heard that John the Baptist uh, had been killed. So when he heard that news, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. So it gives if this gives a picture of him withdrawing by himself so he can grieve, he can be sad and mourn the loss of uh, the person who came before him. So again, scripture is filled with examples where it is okay and right to express these emotions that we have termed negative because of things we've associated with it, but they really are not because uh, it is okay to express your sadness when you're sad. It's okay to grieve when there is loss. So now we've seen that scripture doesn't point us to um, sweeping our emotions under a rug. The scripture, at least with sadness and grief, points us, points us to a place where it is good and right to express them and process them and engage with them. Talking about um, sadness. So we've seen examples here where it's either been sadness or grief that have been the underlying emotion for everything that people have expressed from Jesus to David to Elijah. Uh, so sadness, many of us, whether we have tried not to feel sad or not, we probably felt it. And we kind of know what sadness is. Uh, lots of things make us sad. Like I said, seeing this world as it is and not as it should be, that is a sad thing. Or many times, just going through life, people's situations can make us sad. But um, the second emotion we're talking about, grief. Uh, grief is, is much deeper than sadness because grief um, comes from this... Uh, place of loss so um so loss is like the cap under which uh, uh grief happens so grief is like the word we have given to this mix of emotions that come up uh when we experience loss so loss is always at the root of some kind of grief but um that doesn't only mean a loss of a person loss can be experienced with through so many other things that can be a loss of a thing that can be loss of a job, loss of relationships, loss of people. So grief can come in many different ways. So this was something new to me that I came across where like, so grief, you could have uh, the grief of guilt. Um, example is uh, David when he um, had commits adultery with Bathsheba and then the prophet Nathan comes to, can I mean, comes to, uh, convict him in a sense. So we see that in response that there is this uh, uh, guilt that comes and causes him to grieve uh, because and so in Psalm 51, David pours out his grief before God and pleads for forgiveness. He says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. He is here grieving as a result of uh, his sin uh, so sin has led to guilt, but normally when we sin, whether in secret or not, there is some kind of consequence. And many times a consequence could be a loss of something. So he's grieving that here. So sin or guilt could be causes of us uh, grieving 
Uh, that's, of course, the main one that most of us know. It's the grief of death. Um, when we lose a loved one or someone that was really close to us, there is this grief that uh, we go through. Uh, David has another example of that too. In 2 Samuel 12, 12 15 to 23, um, this is when uh, his child that uh, uh, was born by Bathsheba has taken ill and David is expecting his child to die. Um, so as he's uh, expecting the child to die, he is grieving, already grieving. The situation is the death of his child. So this is when he lay all night on the ground. He couldn't be persuaded to eat or do anything else until the child had died. So we have this example of him already starting the, grieving the death of somebody as it is coming because he knows it's around the corner. And uh, um, there's also, you could have grief of... Uh, Betrayal, because all of we are relational beings. We as Christians are called to be in relation with one another. Um, we church is a community of believers. So when uh, there is uh, a betrayal, it can cause grief. That could be loss of something. Again, uh, David here gives us a good example of what it might be like. In Psalm 55, he talks about uh, being betrayed by Absalom, his son. Uh, my heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. So again, betrayal by somebody who is close to you, that can cause grief, right? And at the end, grief can really come from anywhere and anything, it seems like, because it because it's associated with loss, uh, it can really, that can be grief from any kind of loss. So keeping that in mind. So now we've talked about sadness. We've talked about grief and how there can be different kinds of grief. So how do we process these right um and i think in how we process these i think we will find the purpose for these emotions as well so we've seen that it's, it's okay to express your emotion of sadness or grief because we have examples in the bible where they've been expressed we've talked about how emotions are a way that god has designed us to be that he has designed us to express emotions because that's a way that we reflect him or bear his image uh but what could possibly be the purpose for sadness, right? Uh, what could possibly be the purpose for grief? These very difficult things to bear, what what purpose would they have? So I think uh, the purpose also lies in the way we process them, okay? So how do, what is the first step in, in healthily processing any of these emotions that come up, namely sadness and grief. One of the first ways we would process these emotions like sadness or grief is that we turn towards Jesus. We direct uh, those emotions towards Jesus. Like as Christians, when these difficult emotions come up, I think we have an automatic response to turn to him, to rely on him. So that is it is a primary way in which we process, and in, that is also one of their purposes because they really turn us towards Jesus. Anytime I have been sad or I've been um, dealing with sadness, I think it always um, has a way of directing me 
towards Jesus and relying on him to get me through it. So anytime we face sorrow or discouragement or despair or grief, uh, our primary um, way we first process is we turn to Jesus, we rely on him. And uh, so, and then, so what are other ways? So what is another reason that we seem to have sadness or grief? I think one way is that it uh, helps us as we experience these emotions and go through them. It helps us to be empathetic towards other people who are going through similar things. Uh, once we have experienced sadness, um, we are more empathetic towards people who are sad. Once we have truly experienced grief because of loss, we are able to be empathetic or uh, show empathy to people who are going through that particular thing. Uh, so it is a, it's a, it's something that even though difficult to go through, will help us to build relationships uh, and especially within our community of faith to build stronger bonds because we'll be able to relate to people as they go through sadness and they go through grief uh, because maybe we've been there. And so that is another way to process also, but also a purpose for why we might be going through some of these uh, difficult emotions. And then, so, and also, um, when we go through these difficult emotions like grief and sadness, like I say, it turns us towards God. So our roots go deeper. Uh, our faith in him builds. So it gets us prepared for future trials that come our way. So there are always trials coming in the future. Um, so they are something that is constant in our Christian walk as we walk with Jesus. So um, as we experience these um, emotions and we learn to rely more and more on God, it builds us up and it prepares us for these uh, future trials. And um, another thing that I came across that um, showed me a different perspective uh, is uh, this, this emotion of sadness and grief kind of rescues us from the distractions of life. And it, I was kind of puzzled when I saw that, but uh, when I went a little deeper with it, it kind of made more sense. So it is as we process it, as we engage with these emotions, they kind of take us away from the distractions of like, like, so let me elaborate a little bit on that. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter seven, verse one, two, and three. Okay. So it goes, a good name is better than fine perfume and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter <clears throat> because a sad face is good for the heart. So the first time I read this, I was like, this just sounds like it is not right or contrary to what our experience might be where of course, it sounds better to go to a house where they are partying than a house where it's a funeral, right? We are always drawn to something that we associate with happiness and sadness. So in my mind, I was like, why would it be better to go to a funeral rather than go to a house where they're partying? So as I was digging, I mean, as I was reading more on this, this is the, the type of feasting here is not uh, getting together with your people from church or your loved ones and sharing a meal. It is the type of feasting referenced here is a party where 
the main purpose of it is to indulge in things that distract you from life, that distract you from your purpose in life, or just distract you from life, living life in general. So it is a house of feasting that is filled with tiny, tiny distractions that keep you away from life and not focused on living life, right? Whereas when you're at a funeral, all you can think of is life because you're at the end of someone's life and many people are around reflecting on the life of that person. So there are no distractions at a funeral. You, uh, All you think about is life. So these, so if you take this to heart, it is talking about how when we have these emotions, they take us away from the distractions and focus our attention on the life that we have as Christ followers and the life that we have as a community of believers who believe in the one true God. So it is taking us away from the distractions of our uh, Netflix watch list and our Insta and Meta and everything that you can think of in a kind of focusing your attention on this life that we live as Christ followers, on this life that we live as a community of believers, right? Versus in all the distractions that we have, the distract or take away from this. So that's what uh, the preacher here in Ecclesiastes is trying to communicate. That is why a house of mourning is better than a house of feasting because you are not engulfed in all the little distractions of life when you're faced with the reality of life when you're faced with the death that is a reality for everybody um so and it ends saying that ecclesiastes 7 verse 3 ends saying that because a sad face is good for the heart those sound like that sounds like an oxymoron right why is a sad face good for the heart because we're going back to how we process it when we are sad we turn to God. And we're sad we turn to Jesus. So that is why it's good for the heart, because these difficult emotions, things that we coin negative emotions, they're not really negative, they're just emotions, not that we learn, but these emotions of sadness and grief um, are good for the heart in the sense that they are able to turn our attention toward God. So, and um, also just to highlight a couple of things at the end, like grief in particular is um, something where um, people people going through grief um, prefer to have companions as they journey through this loss, right? Because they are uh, remembering the things, uh, they, they're kind of reflecting and remembering on kind of like this hole that's been left from this loss. Either a person has, uh, has passed away or they have lost a job or they have lost relationships. Anytime you have lost you are left with this gap. So as you go through grief, you're examining that gap and you're processing through it and you're mourning through it. So um, so yeah, people going through grief prefer to have somebody by their side to experience this grief along with them. Um, so there is, so again, one of the purposes that maybe you as a Christian would go through grief is that in the future, maybe you can be a companion to someone else who's going through this grief and you can be there to share in that grief with them. But um, kind of capping it off um, at the end. So these emotions of sadness and grief, right? Um we have coined them as negative emotions and we've coined them as negative emotions. So we're not going to engage with them that we're not going to 
uh, express them. Uh, but I think looking at uh, scripture and looking at examples from scripture, we can see that, and just the way God made us, we can see that we were created to express emotions. So it's okay to express um, these emotions of sadness and grief uh, because there are healthy ways to express it. Uh, it is okay to feel them because that's how we were created. So it's okay to feel them. And in feeling these emotions, we are reminded of the things around us are not as they should be. And also there are plenty of examples in scripture where we get, um, where it's reiterated over and over again that it's okay to feel these emotions. Uh, they are not, as we have coined them, negative emotions, but they are just, in this sense, emotions, right? So it's uh, okay to express these emotions of sadness and this grief. It's okay to engage with them, and it's uh, good to process them. So as we engage with sadness, as we engage with grief, um, we turn to God, right? These emotions always lead us to God. We turn to God. Um, we, And then as we experience them, uh, keep in mind that they would help us be uh, empathetic uh, to people in the future, to people around us. They'd help us to treat people with empathy because we've gone through these, uh, these emotions. Experiencing these emotions uh, might be are building us up for future trials that may be coming for future hardships are just um, so and these emotions have this way of uh, taking us away from the distractions of life and helping us to almost focus back on this life that we have as Christ followers that we are called to live right it is easy to get distracted but sometimes when these emotions of sadness or grief or sorrow come up they help us to focus attention back on God and focus attention back on the life and not life's distractions, this life that we have as Christ followers to live. So I think, um, so yeah, so I think as I'm ending, I think what I want all of us to take away is that it is okay to feel sad. It is okay to grieve and uh, it is okay to engage with them and see them through and process them all the way uh, because, uh, God is there and we can lean in on him. We can rely on him. And uh, there are greater purposes uh, for these emotions in our Christian life as well. So um, uh, thank you for uh, listening. And I want to leave you at the very end with a quote that uh, my uh, boss sometimes says, actually not sometimes, he many times says this. He says, that uh, every emotion is an invitation to talk to the Father. So when you experience sadness or grief, it is always an invitation to talk to God and express it to Him and uh, see how He um, um, works it out and how He speaks to you. So I'm going to um, pray and close this out. So let us pray. Father, we thank you so much uh, for how you have created us. Thank you that you have created us to be um, <clears throat> beings that can express and uh, process our emotions, Lord. Father, we ask that as we experience uh, emotions of sadness or grief, 
as we walk through expressing them and processing them, that you would lead the way, Lord, that we would rely on you, Lord, that you would guide us and you would seek us, that you would guide us and lead us into the ways that uh, you would want us to process them, that you would want us to uh, engage with them, Lord. Um, please, any guilt we have associated with uh, expressing these emotions that you've given us, Lord, if we ask that you would work on us and that, that you would take away the guilt, that you would heal any wounds uh, that we have associated with the, with sadness and grief and that uh, if there's any lingering sadness and grief uh, in our lives, Lord, that we have not had a chance to express and process through, we ask that you would give us the courage to express them, you give us the courage to process them and that uh, you would lead us towards healing, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that uh, you would be with us this week and that uh, we would uh, uh, be steadfast and stay on your path of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.